Okay, so I'm Sophia Paris, and this is the Alternative Zero Project. Today I am here with my friend and colleague, Art DeLoro. Hi, hey, Art. day. Uh, I was wondering, Art, if you could start out by just explaining a little bit about your background on this whole issue. Okay, first off, I'm a Army veteran. I was uh, in the first Gulf War, Operation Desert Storm, and then uh, shortly after that, I left the military and went back home to Guam and started working in the government. Uh, started writing a column about issues, and then uh, for what newspaper? For the uh, Guam Pacific Daily News, mm -hmm. and then uh, started getting into uh, working in education. It kind of just kind of evolved where my professional career has taken me, and so uh, I've always had a a great love of our islands and and what goes on and protecting our resources and uh, making a home for my family and our future and so uh, when the the topic about the military buildup came up it was actually my daughter Munyeka and her friends uh, being involved in we are Guan and our islands are sacred and and making the issues known about what was going to be happening that uh, uh, elders like myself became interested in wanting to to do something about it so that's how it all started with me and being an activist for uh, or against the military buildup right and, and can you explain how it's possible to be a veteran but to be against military buildup on Guam so during the first Gulf War uh, what I, I noticed or I, I came to the realization is that uh, I was very naive about what was going on. I was very uh, idealistic in why I had joined the military, and I thought I was defending freedom and becoming one of the people that could make a difference in stopping future wars. But I quickly realized that uh, as a pawn in that whole game, uh, that's not really what the U.S. Uh, military-industrial complex is about. And so it's just perpetuating more wars. And that the first Bush and his family are people that thrive and, and, and can, can make lots of money from wars and, and oil. And that's what it was really about, mm -hmm. that whole exercise. And so my, my realization about my role and what I was doing in the, in the U.S. military uh, kind of changed, and so that's why I decided one of my reasons to go back home to Guam. That's where my future lied, and um, that's where I was going to make a difference because that's where my allegiance really is to and not to the U.S. military. Right, but it's not as if you're against other veterans or anything like that, right? No, uh, many of my friends are, have served and honorably and retired from the military, uh, still a lot of people on Guam see and then Mariana see the U.S. military as one of the options. It, it was my option to complete college mm -hmm. and uh, they do serve, you know, a real purpose uh, in, in helping and have helped a lot of people. So I, I don't uh, see that as being unpatriotic right. for, for us to voice. That's part of democracy is voicing our opinions and also letting people know when when there is a, an injustice so there's a big injustice in in the colonization of our islands and the objectives of what they what they do okay 
And our, you know, one thing I'm really excited to get your perspective on is this article that I have in front of me, written by Michael Lestumbo. Sorry, Michael Lestumbo, if I just butchered your name. But he is the director of the Center for Asia Pacific Policy. It's all part of uh, RAND. He helped, I think, write this particular RAND report. Uh, and RAND is a nonprofit, nonpartisan, independent think tank that Congress hires to answer questions, basically, right? Yes. And it's what, like 1,800 people in 50 countries and just a lot of experts that are just supposed to answer questions in a way that is not biased, just get the, the research and analysis necessary to figure things out. So I have a RAND report here, or at least uh, the commentary on a RAND report that came out in 2014. It's titled, Should the U.S. Move the Marines to Guam? And like I said, it's by this guy that was the director of the Center for Asia-Pacific Policy. So this article is basically about the fact that uh, Congress has time and time again asked the Marine Corps for a reliable cost estimate for moving 5,000 Marines from Okinawa to Guam. And that's basically the the triggering impetus Mm -hmm. that has caused the military buildup on Guam and then in turn the need for training ranges in the CNMI. So um, here's a quote from this report says, while it might seem that Marines based in the Pacific can get to an Asian contingency more quickly than Marines from Camp Pendleton in California, only forward-based Marines with dedicated sea lift provided by co-located ships have a deployment advantage over U.S.-based forces. Um, can you explain what that means? Yeah, what that means is Guam is not as strategic as the, the military points it out to be. And they used to call Guam the the tip of the spear the that it's going to get them right? it's going to yeah. get them uh faster to where the 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 action is going to be in in asia and that's a misstatement from the military because that's not true and and that's what that report points out is that by being in guam there are no ships that are stationed there to to transfer troops they have a supply ship that outfits the submarines that are stationed there there are planes that fly in, but there are no transport ships that are based on Guam. So they would have to bring all these planes and ships to be able to bring Marines in and out of Guam. And so that cost is not currently part of that uh, the buildup. And so mm-hmm. e- even for them to go training somewhere else by building these ranges outside of Guam, it doesn't make them even more um, military ready for uh, the training that they need to do. And from our perspective as a local indigenous person is, why are you going to tear up a piece of paradise to build mm-hmm. more training ranges mm-hmm. when you already have them in mm-hmm. places like California and where there are lots of uh, Marines already stationed? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really hard for us to understand why you would do that to my home where my kids have very finite resources of water and land and beautiful places to grow up in mm-hmm. and, and it just totally destroys all of that uh, and continues this domination over our peoples uh, for the military and what the, the objectives are and it, it's not a really good uh, defense. Right, yeah, what surprises me when I look at this is that, I mean, the general logic is, well, uh, military needs are shared by all U.S. citizens and Guam just needs to take a hit here and for the sake of national defense, we'll set up this base. But 
if this says what I think it says, which is basically that you can't deploy Marines on Guam like straight to Asia in, in the event of a conflict. There would need to be dedicated sea lift. There need to be giant ships that would come from California to pick these guys up. So there's really no point in having them be on Guam in the first place, right? Yeah, that and plus the cost of basing on Guam is like a lot higher than in the U.S. Yeah, I actually have the numbers here in the report. Uh, It says here, uh, and, and Japan did say they would spring for some of this, but the RAND report includes that. They say, including the promised Japanese government contribution, the one-time cost to build facilities on Guam for 5,000 Marines would be approximately $3.4 billion more than it would be to build needed facilities in the continental United States. Yes, and, and that, you know, $3.4 billion, mm-hmm. you know, just imagine what that money could be used for on a humanitarian kind of a context. Absolutely. Instead of waging war, we could fund our, our healthcare mm-hmm. system. We could fund infrastructure and roads and, and education. And free. still have trained Marines. Exactly. Still have them all completely trained and equally as deployable. So it's not unpatriotic for us to voice those opinions because it is rational. It is informed in, with these kinds of things being pointed out by researchers and uh, you know a government-sponsored think tank mm-hmm. that says, hey, what you're doing isn't really all that that uh rational yes yeah, it's not, tr- it's not, it's not a good use at of all. your funds yeah uh, and doesn't really meet your objective because you've already have these kinds of bases like in mm-hmm. australia where your allies are willing to house them and provide the training uh areas for it whereas we we're going to tear up pagan and its pristine condition and and more of a tinian and mm-hmm. and then just the impacts to us as an indigenous people living here uh, and what what it's going to do for our our water, our environment, our our air, our quality of life, we're going to be the ones to suffer. The Marines coming in and out of here, mm-hmm. it, they're going to be here for six months and they'll be gone. And yeah, we'll be here for the rest of the thousands of years that we're going to be living here. Yeah, and actually, somewhere here in the Rand report, it also sort of nods to the fact that uh, because. Originally, they were going to bring Marines and their families to Guam, and then after um, a lot of struggles that Manyeka was a big part of, um, they agreed to limit the scope of their plan and not bring the Marines' family, so it would have less of an impact, right? Yes. But then, of course, that affects the Marines, right? It says here, the quality of life for Marines on Guam may be lower than in the United States if the bulk of the force resides there on unaccompanied tours, meaning their families are not brought to live with them. Yes. So these Marines are making sacrifices, too. In order to be stationed on Guam, they have to be away from their families. And, and I want to point out like, one of the reasons why the Japanese have asked the U.S. to move the Marines out of uh, Okinawa is because of the things that the Marines had done to their people, their children, in, uh, in the rapes and the, and the kinds of uh, uh, crimes that were being committed against their people. Uh, and I pointed that out, that I have five daughters and mm-hmm. I have grandchildren. And I, I don't want for that added resource of uh, predatory uh, criminals that could be coming to our island. They're right. going to be there for six months. They could theoretically do something bad and, and not be caught because they'll be mm-hmm. gone within a matter of, of a short period of time. And, and they can commit these crimes. So that's one of my concerns as a father, as a grandfather, that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that this um, impending military buildup could have an impact on. 
Right. Like it doesn't seem like the the U.S. Marine Corps is doing anything to mitigate the actual crimes that were committed by the Marines, which caused the public insistence that they be removed. Instead, they're just moving all these troublesome Marines and potentially really violent criminals. So, uh, and and not in just that impact, but uh, historically, the Okinawans and the Chamorros of the Marianas have shared the same kinds of parallel histories after the war where our lands uh, were were gobbled up by the military, four military uh, bases, the environmental disasters that have have occurred, the kinds of uh, development by now taking land that used to be owned by private individuals and one-third of our island on Guam is is now owned by the military and, and our people don't have access to their traditional lands or even to go to the beach. They would need to get a pass in order to pass through the military base to get to their their ancestral homes. So that is a, a real travesty in, in this, in that indigenous peoples uh, do not have access to their livelihood and their homes because of the military's takeover of our lands. To be honest, it's not super surprising to hear about the military acting in its own interest even if it completely screws over indigenous people there's a history of that it's not okay but there's a history of that what i'm curious about is in this rain report it appears that the navy isn't even acting in its own interest like we're looking here at uh i mean like you said 3.4 billion dollars right that's how much it costs just to build that base yes more than it would cost to I don't know, build a base for those same Marines in California. But there's also an annual recurring cost, and it's between $80 million and $120 million more every single year to keep them in Guam. Yes. And so, I don't know, you try and figure out, like, why when, like we said, you can't deploy them any faster from Guam because there's no way of having the boats necessary for that. And I, this rain report does say, okay, there's other factors to consider. There's the potential deterrent value of forward forces and a demonstration of the U.S. security commitment to the region, right? Right. But um, at the same time, and for some reason, U.S. defense officials have like arbitrarily decided that the region that's relevant here for combating any issues in Asia, it's everything west of the international dateline, right? But Australia recently agreed to provide Marine Combat Forces training grounds. So I don't understand. (laughs) Right. It makes you wonder, uh, especially uh, with Guam, you know, being so isolated and the cost to bring goods in and out of Guam. Right. And the labor cost of actually providing, you know, the support to the bases makes you wonder uh, because they they do have more of a strategic value if they work more with the allies like the like the um, Australians. Australians the Filipinos you know and continue their close ties with uh, Korea and Japan because that's really what that whole goal is is the thwarting any any kinds of threats from uh, you know China and Russia and those countries are a lot closer to where they need to be. And uh, those are the same allies that we're helping to protect. Mm -hmm. So that fallacy that Guam and the Marianas poses a strategic positioning of troops and materials to be a a fast deployment into any threats in in Asia is is really not true. And that uh, as more people become informed that these costs, like you're, you're pointing out, just think about $120 million a year again. How 
it, it would be used. I mean, and, and this thing that has happened, this super typhoon U2 here in Saipan and the reaction from FEMA and the military, the humanitarian efforts that have gone into to revitalizing our islands and that $120 million is going to be used uh, well used up here for recovery of our islands. And just think if they use more of that money for education and infrastructure, mm -hmm. uh, that goes uh, way better, way farther in, in showing to the rest of the world how the U.S.'s might can be utilized in a more positive manner. And so this basing thing and, and building up of militaries uh, in this manner is just counterintuitive counterproductive and as that RAND report showing is a real waste of money. Right. And and that that must be really frustrating. I mean, I've talked to a lot of activists that have been annoyed that their decision to resist this particular plan mm -hmm. has been called anti-military in general or anti-American when at the end of the day according to this report, like it doesn't make sense what the Marine Corps is trying to do. Yes. And also, you know, Congress itself has been like, why Why are you guys trying to set up a base on Guam? So right. it's not as if it's an unpatriotic thing to take issue with this plan. I, I know, and, and, and because there are more people who have benefited from the military, especially here in the Marianas, uh, the, the liberation every year, when we talk about liberation of Guam and the Marianas uh, from, from the Japanese occupation, that really hits home in a lot of people's hearts. That happened because of our being uh, taken over by another uh, country. But that's not really what happened. <laughs> is what really happened is that they needed our islands to strategically position themselves closer to Japan so they could finally uh, launch the invasion into Japan. And then since then, that it's not because of the freedoms and uh, liberties that we're enjoying as a territory of the United States over and over again in, in Supreme Court cases and other things that have happened in, as a result of you know lawsuits. It points out that the Guam and the Marianas is a colony and that we do not enjoy the same rights and privileges as a United States citizen living in the United States. So... Uh, strategically, they can do these things in our islands because we are not part of the United States. Right. And and the irony of people thinking back to liberation and feeling patriotic about the United States, particularly in Guam, is, you know, would the Japanese have invaded had it not been in American territory? That's, you know? that's right. That's right. And uh, would China and Russia have a lot of interest in, yeah. in our, I always I, I like to point out that mm -hmm. uh, the you know the the fallacy that oh we're a lot safer because the U.S. military is in our eyes, but it's the exact opposite. The bullseye, the the now the target becomes bigger in this small you know speck on the dot on the map mm -hmm. because of the U.S. military presence. Right, because the U.S. is storing nukes mm -hmm. on Guam. You know who are you going to nuke if you're going to nuke someplace? Yes, nuke the other side's nukes, right? Right. They're going to nuke Guam if they nuke anybody. You know, one, one of the, the memories I have as a young, young boy growing up on Guam was seeing every day trucks and trucks with trailers of bombs loaded to the max on these trailers from Fenna Lake going up to Anderson Air Force Base to be loaded on B-52s to bomb 
uh, Vietnam. And that's all, that's all that we are, is this place where munitions are stored, where they can get access to them and load them for the military to do their destruction and the continued destruction of our islands because uh, environmental concerns are not a big thing about what happens. And so we're still living with things that have happened since the war uh, and that the military has done to poison our people, and poison never cleaned our water. Up. Yeah. And just to speak to that destruction, um, one more little uh, excerpt from this Rand Report synopsis. Investments will have to be made on Tidian and Pagan to create training ranges near Guam in order to keep the Marines based there ready to deploy for military operations, which adds further to the costs of the Guam presence. Now, one thing that jumps out at me with this one is that part of the lawsuit that David Henkin and Kimberlyn King Hines are fighting is they're trying to claim that the Guam relocation and the training ranges in the CNMI are part of one single plan and that they've been illegally segmented in order to be more uh, easy to just sort of ram through the NEPA process. The RAM report here connects them. <clears throat> in one sentence, it's obvious they need the training ranges for the Marines that are getting moved to Guam. Yes, I, I think the strategy of divide and then conquer exactly. uh, is, 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 is at play here, that it's much easier to isolate these uh, dots uh, so mm -hmm. that you can't pinpoint that they are connected. Mm -hmm. And so by doing this, um, and then us not in being informed what's going on in Guam and the same thing in Guam and what's happening in the Northern Marianas, uh, it, it just keeps us divided. And so... Uh, this should be uh, a, one of those realizations that we should come to as a as a people of the Marianas that uh, we we have been uh, segregated for the you know the past seventy seven years because of the the way that the United States has chosen to colonize us and uh, we as a people have to uh, wake Overcome. up to the fact that uh, in order for us to be stronger we we really need to unite. Uh, as a people and 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 the first part is uh, a lot of our people are uneducated about the issues that they they don't really see that this is what has happened and or is happening continue to happen and so it is patriotic of us f to now want to preserve what we have because the United States has taught us about these ideals of of being independent of being uh a free and democratic society to make our decisions against a colonizer who has, you know, sought to limit and restrict our freedoms and our rights. And so 200 years ago, they did that against the British. Uh, that, that should be some, some of the, the historical facts that we, we should bring forward, that the United States was built on that and that we are part of the United States and we've learned that from them and that we are only now trying to protect our people, our rights, our histories, our children's future by speaking out against the kinds of things that are, are being planned for our islands. So in this RAN report, it basically says the Marine Corps needs to stop being so arbitrary in their efforts to rebalance the U.S. presence in Asia. The Marine Corps is not being rational, is basically what this says. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, why are the Marines trying to set up on Guam, do you think? I, I think the underlying factor is really not about just what the Marines are doing, 
but the real things that are happening is this military industrial complex and and what what it stands for and who is really behind it and what they are trying to achieve and it's not about projecting uh, and securing the democracies of freedom but it's perpetuating the vast economic gains that can happen because of the military and people are going to be continuing to gain a lot of income from it and that's really what it's all about in the middle east it's a, it's about oil and that's why those wars are still being fought there and uh, i i thought it was to to free the people of kuwait <laughs> when i first got involved but it turns out that i was way 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 uh naive and so i think our people are not informed of the issues and that when we do become uh informed you know people like president eisenhower a four-star general who helped uh liberate europe and eventually became president started to speak out against that mm-hmm. as a president mm-hmm. you know and and other presidents have have said the same thing and so um uh we as a people uh when when we do become informed can see the other end of that the other side of it and that's when we can speak out awesome um any final thoughts art you know it, uh, a lot of times i feel like this is just so overwhelming and that the few of us who are speaking out are alone in the dark but as more people read become educated and listen to these you know informed people that have have really studied what is going on i i i think um we we just need to work one person at a time mm-hmm. one group at a time uh and that is not something that that is insurmountable we just need to keep preserving our culture preserving our islands for our i mean the uh future of our children if we keep that in mind um any talks about how we're being unpatriotic uh will will soon dissipate because we know in our hearts what it is that we are really striving for